0: Hello everybody, American Storm here, Meteorology, Chief Weather Bell Meteorologist Joe Bastardi, and uh, this is episode 16 of the American Storm, and uh, we're joined here by uh, the voice of uh, Penn State Wrestling, Jeff Byers. Say hi, Jeff. Greetings,
1: salutations, and, all that good stuff.
0: And, uh, of course, the American Girl. Hello. Jessie, who will be... I'm sure opinionated tonight, which is good. Keep her dad in line. I'm going to start off with a joke since I always uh, forget the joke. But here's a joke of the week, and uh, I don't want anyone signing off after this because we got some interesting stuff um, going on tonight. But uh, anyway, this guy's in this here uh, real nice guy, just you know, one of these one of these just unassuming guys, and he's eating he's eating a cheeseburger at a at a diner, and in comes this motorcycle gang. And they got this big, you know, motorcycle guy. And he comes over to him. And uh, he kicks the guy's cheeseburger on the floor, pushes it on the floor, gives a glass of water, pours it on the guy's head. And uh, so the guy, you know, wipes his head off, wipes his mouth a little, gets up and walks out. Well, the motorcycle guy turns to the... uh, turns to the waiter and says, he's not much of a man. He says, yeah, well, he's not much of a driver either. He just ran over all those bikes outside. (laughs) (laughs) So at least we open up, make Jeff laugh. There Uh, you go. (laughs) Um, So a lot going on this week. John Kerry has resigned as climate envoy to uh, apparently supervise uh, Joe Biden's campaign. He could have said, you know, It's amazing, and I've been told, don't use the word stupid or climate clown and all this. And and that's true. I shouldn't do that uh, because that's just dumping the garbage in my head, into your head. But the fact is that anybody that says we've got to get rid of agriculture and farming or the world is going to face starvation, I would would venture to say that that person— uh, should not be in anywhere in authority and probably should be in places where <laughs> he can't, he can't be gotten to but uh, you you can't make this stuff up what these guys say
1: yeah uh, i don 't know how you try to parody uh, these folks I really don't
0: well that 's what the Babylon b says is a lot of the stuff we you know were parodies uh you know a couple of years ago turning into reality, and uh you know you 've got this whole group of people who are just Uh, pushing uh, all this. And, of course, they come out of the woodwork every time the weather uh, does something. I set traps for them. We set a trap December 12th for this cold wave. And, of course, the Washington Post walked right into it. They had one guy come on and say, oh, well, cold waves are being caused by global warming. And then.
1: <laughs> do they say global warming or do they call it climate change? No,
0: well, I forget if it's warming or climate change.
1: I thought they don't say global warming anymore. Well,
0: the world, because it's, uh, there's been the warming over the last year, they've been using warming. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> Whatever's uh, convenient. Yeah, and, and then, of course, a few days later, out comes the Capitol Weather Gang saying uh, cold shots are becoming more rare as the earth grows warmer. And they use uh, things like "hottest ever" and "toasty," and the global temperature is 57.8 degrees. Hottest among ever. all the weather stations, I don't think that's toasty. All right.
1: So Doesn't it have to be really hot to melt an ice age?
0: Oh yeah, but, uh,
1: like hotter than it is pretty level now, uh, right? No, yeah, you you can't you can't Cause melt. Because it's harder to it's harder to. No no no! Sorry, I interrupted. Continue.
0: Well, you can't melt the ice caps. If it's only 33, you know what they did? They decided to, <laughs> this was great. There was some big climate march out on the mall. They decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a big block of ice out there, and in a day, de- you know it's 90 degrees. In a day, it's going to be gone. Guess what? It wasn't gone in a day because it takes. A long time to melt, uh, you know, ice mm-hmm. that's three foot three foot thick by 100, 100 foot long or something like But the like point,
1: that. like, it's, it's like, not the hottest ever because clearly it had to have been hot enough to melt ice. Oh, they have
0: no ice like, caps before.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah,
0: in like, times the earth was complete. like, for instance, if you've, uh, for those of you who have ever driven our great country, uh, why do you think we have the, what we call the Mississippi Delta? And how rich that farmland is, because it was under 400 feet of water mm. before. Mm. Uh, so uh, they, they could
1: continue- due to due to CO2 emissions from humans, right? No, <laughs> who knows <laughs> All why? All right, was, I'll uh, stop interrupting uh, who, uh,
0: And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, unless we had the freezing that did occur, uh, you would still be underwater. That's the other thing too. Do, uh, Dr. Roger Pilkey just came out with a statement saying that. L- the The amount of land on the planet has increased about one to two percent over the last twenty years. Oh, wait a minute! I thought the oceans were rising and taking places out. Mm-hmm. Instead, there's actually a little bit more land now. It's probably due to you know to shifting or whatever's going on. But there's no discernible rise of the ocean uh, that we can't adapt to. The more you know, this, uh, something came out back in. Um, Well, first, 1980s, that the, I'm I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right, the Maldives, okay, a bunch of islands down there, right? Well, they were supposed to be underwater by 2000. And they're building new airports out there because they're turning it into a giant resort because nothing is going underwater. That's the first thing. The second thing is that, uh, you know, uh, snow was supposed to be a thing of the past. And, of course, snow is not a thing of the past. Now, their argument is, well, uh, when you get a big storm, there's more water vapor in the air. That's right. There is. And there's more water vapor in the air because the oceans are warmer. And the oceans are warmer not because of CO2 feedback. So it just continues on and on. Now, I am going to read this here uh, because I I saw this on Twitter today. You know, hold on a second. And I, I actually couldn't resist i had to uh i had to put it out this is from um let's see uh this is from uh, committee for prosperity or something like that uh to fight climate change would you favor each of the following okay the elimination of gas stoves 20 percent of voters would favor that all right uh the elites which uh, who come out to one percent, sixty nine percent, and when we go to Ivy League grads, eighty percent favor the elimination of gas stoves. I don't know how they're going to get their their pizza in their you know their on Harvard Square or whatever it is where they cook the pizza and stuff because what y- Did
1: it, is the argument that you want to switch? They want to switch to just electric stoves.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I just want okay. to. I just want to show you how. What gets me about the Ivy League schools is, is they were all supposed to be based on the search for Christ, all right? They were all established that way, different theologies, right? They, were, they had a, a Christian background, and it's anything but that now, okay? So whether, whether you care about Christianity or not, I don't, that's not the point. The point is that they are now completely different than what they were actually founded on. All right, how about, uh, how about gas-powered cars? 24% of voters actually favor the banning of gas-powered cars, which is a pretty high percentage. 72% of the elites, the elites, of one, the, the highest 1% of earners. 81% of Ivy League grads favor the banning of gas, gas-powered vehicles. Non-essential air travel, right? So what's non-essential air travel? <laughs> That's what I want. Why not just all air travel? But non essential air travel, 22% of voters. Are, these are astounding figures of America. And that's high, I think 22% American voters, 55% of the elites, 70% of Ivy League grads. We get to SUVs, the banning of SUVs, 16% of American voters, 58% of elites. Sixty-six percent of Ivy League grads, and remember what goes on with these Ivy League grads—they're the ones that get into, you know, start going to uh, lawyers and all the other stuff that they do, and basically they—they they are uh, engineering a top-down control society. Finally, uh, private air conditioning. This—this this is astounding. Private air conditioning. Thirteen uh, percent of voters would. Uh, want to ban it fifty three percent of the elites so uh, let me get this straight you live in these stupid penthouses in New York City uh, at, at the top of those things is if you didn 't have air conditioning it'd go go unbelievable how hot it would get because the heat rises through the building do they have any clue of what you're ta- well, what they 're talking about and then finally college grads are sixty eight percent want to ban private air conditioning Where are these people coming from?
1: Well, they probably think that, like, there are healthier alternatives for the planet, but they don't consider how much of a privileged, whatever, if you want to say privileged, American privilege, American blessing of a take it is, because they can't fathom how expensive it would be, like a low-income family that lives paycheck to paycheck, not being able, like, having to their electric bill tripling versus an Ivy League grad who's a lawyer. It's like you have, they, like, they don't even know that, yeah, maybe I would have the means to be able to afford the how much more it would cost to switch to electric because we've banned gas-powered things. But a lot of other Americans wouldn't be. So it's just, it's just, it's nonsensical because then it would just heighten the gap between the rich and the poor. And so I, they're, they're, Mentality just eats itself. Yeah,
0: it, it actually does eat itself. But that's what we're that's what we're dealing today, and, and the inroads. And I keep trying to tell people on my side of the issue, the inroads that they've made are truly phenomenal. They're truly phenomenal. To, to the, the, so you have a, a you have a base of American voters, basically twenty to twenty five percent, that basically want to get rid of the very things that make their life more comfortable. And there there must be some kind of mass psychosis going on uh, in this country to to try to to try to think about that, Uh, you know, to I'll give you an example. I mean, it's obvious what's going to happen with this immigration crisis. All right. That that, huh? In June, Biden's going to come up with some kind of solution and then take it. See, we
1: figured it out. Look at that, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're They're, pouring in on an election year, so there's. Well, no,
0: that's why they're doing it. That's Mm -hmm. a. It's they're going to come to some comprehensive reform, and and which uh, will include amnesty. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, uh, you want to know something? They may leave that until after they get in again. You watch, you watch what happens. What they, the, the biggest thing that the left does is they will always, always, always sound like well, reasonable people until they get in. But it's obvious what they're up to. It's obvious what they're up to with the, the climate change situation. And uh, Here's another poll. here's another thing. And I, I often link the COVID to climate change. I decided just to ask out of curiosity, a poll Okay, so that was one poll there. My poll was uh, let's see what I got here. Um, tropical Pacific El Nino? No, that's not it. It had to do with uh, the whole um, the whole situation. Are you glad you uh, you got the vax? Okay, so um, uh, here's what I said, and I'm I'm the American Storm on Twitter too. If you want to follow me there, I'm curious. So that is why I'm putting this poll question on because I don't usually like if I'm not joking around or doing sports or retweeting wrestling stuff, uh, you know, uh, the only time I'll talk politics is when it comes to climate. Someone comes into my field with all that stuff, then I'll mouth off about it. But I decided uh, I, I really believe there's a covid climate linkage. It's in my book. All right. Predicting that that was a warm up. For, the, uh, for what I believe will be climate controls down the road uh, if there's a, a leftist administration that comes in. That's the next thing that's coming. But, okay, so here it is. I'm curious. Knowing what you know now about the vax, are so you glad you got it, glad you didn't, uh, wish you did, or wish you didn't? Okay, those are the categories. Okay. 16% said they were glad they got it. Okay. More power to you. I don't have any problem with it. 42% said that they're glad they didn't, all right? So much greater. People that wish they did, 1%. Wish I didn't, 41%, right? So, uh, and, and uh, all this stuff comes out after the fact, just like you're going to see all this stuff that I talk about with underwater volcanoes come out after the fact. And that's exact, and by that time, it's too late. The people that have had... I mean, look at the look at the increase in cancer and uh, miscarriages and myocardial...
1: The cancer thing's crazy. That I, A lot of people have been... They're, what is my uh, one co-worker who is into politics, too, we always talk about it. It's like he was telling me the other day that the rapid increase of cancer among people 50 and under over the past couple years is insane. Like, just the data coming out about it. And there's... Just that not being talked about as mainstream as a side effect, a possible side effect, or you know how there's so many different side effects. But just like maybe there's a possible linkage to all these young, healthy people getting rapid cancer. You know, yeah.
0: Look what you have in your cousin Dawn out of nowhere. Yeah. my 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 cousin just passed away. She's a 49 year old nurse, healthy as a horse, but she had to get that vax. All of a sudden, she comes up with a cancer. There's only 110 cancer doesn't run in our family no uh, uh, you know in my family there are other things you know uh, that, that run in there um mostly central nervous system issues because we're all a bunch of you know an- anxiety ridden nuts you know which i try to get rid of through prayer but what what happens is uh she got this thing out of nowhere
1: yeah right and now. she used to, like she had a Great fitness journey Like she used to be Really not healthy Right And then She got her She got into shape Living a healthy lifestyle And then This happens
0: Yeah Well She had to get She's She was a nurse At the uh, I believe the Navy base Down there in uh, Quonset So she She had to get it To keep her job Yeah Uh, So But But the point uh, being The point being That all the All these things When they come out They're dismissed Mm -hmm. They're hidden All right and I think Rand Paul's exactly right that yeah. Fauci Fauci has committed crimes against humanity. I mean, I, I just got I, his
1: book; I haven't started yet. But. But,
0: but when you look at when you look at his actual emails, this is what I don't understand. How do you not, if you're ABC News, uh, CBS News, or whatever? How do you not look at those emails that are now available? See what he actually says. See how he's talking everybody out of it. When people say, "No, this 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 looks like it's uh, something that was was uh, engineered." I mean, how do you just sit there and let that go? Okay, so let, let's get let's get this over to uh, uh, you know w- with uh, back to the weather and climate. How do you just we? Well, I just read the ENSO discussion today. It says. Uh, there's an El Nino going on, and atmospheric uh, conditions are normal for El Nino. No, they're not. They're not even close. They they might be normal in some areas, but around Australia, this has been a non Nino. I mean, they they they're probably finally going to have some effects during the month of February. But it's been exactly opposite. You you got you got. Um, you got uh, you know willy willies or cyclones hitting from the east like they do a lot of times in the la nina seasons you got also yeah tropical disturbance over north australia supposed to be pretty dry during el nino seasons right yeah tropical disturbance for 6 days sitting over northern australia i'm sitting here looking at this stuff going what are you talking about or you know even the even the um, even the typhoon season you folks have to understand that you're supposed to have a lot of typhoons when there's an El Nino, not a few typhoons. So you have a record-breaking low number of typhoons in an El Nino season, and then you, it's obvious you're, this guy's not even looking, whoever writes this stuff. And so what happens is that gets dispersed to the entire meteorological community. Everybody reads that ENSO discussion. Oh, these guys are the experts, right? No, they're not experts on anything if they're not actually looking at stuff. And so, so someone like me, and this is why I'm predicting such severe winter weather in, from about February 10th through mid-March, all right? We nailed, Weatherbell nailed this January outbreak from early December. We, we, first of all, in the general sense of the winter so far, we said, turn around mid-January on, okay? So that's the worst, worst part of the winter. This thaw that's occurring caught me by surprise. You know Why? Because I did not, when you make these forecasts, you have to say, well, the models are probably pretty good with ocean temperatures. The reason why they should be pretty good with ocean temperatures is it takes a lot to change the ocean. It takes much more to change, change the ocean than it does the, uh, the atmosphere. So what has happened over the last month is just absolutely mind-boggling. And no one says boo about it. it we've had this rapid warming off Australia. Right. You say, well, OK, well, big deal. That's not as supposed to occur in an El Nino season. That's the first thing. The second thing, it can't be caused by the sun and it can't be caused by CO2 feedback. So what's causing it? But what does it do with the weather? It leads to more upward motion to the north and east of Australia. All right. When that happens, it means that the Madden, what we call the Madden-Julian oscillation, does something that's uncharacteristic uh it's more of a characteristic of a la nina winter like last winter so it got in there for this and, and you I could see it coming along about remember we've been doing this and, and you know you you listen to me on the fox and been predicting you know how brutal this is but there's a thaw coming there's a thaw coming we've been saying from last week there's a big thaw coming and from 2 weeks ago on on the show here we said that uh, there would be a thaw January thaw this year you could see it coming because there were the, the 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 thunderstorms that were going off in the Indian Ocean were going to continue to propagate into this area Indonesia toward northern Australia and that's a sign that the Madden-Julian oscillation is in phases that when they when these thunderstorms release heat into the atmosphere that warm the United States conversely when they get out of there all right they set up <laughs> The other, the other way, and it's every—listen, I'll tell you what. I'll be disappointed. I usually don't let things rattle me that much anymore, forecasting, because I always believe that if I'm wrong, the good Lord's teaching me a lesson, and if I'm right, it's to, to enhance the praise and glory of my Heavenly Father, which gave me a chance to work. That's how I look at things nowadays, and whatever fruit of my labor shows up, I'm just happy with whatever happens, okay? But I will be terribly—I'll dis- be, I'll be disappointed in myself if I miss this— This uh, this cold coming uh, that I think is coming. I mean, we had a stratospheric warming event in early December and that 30 to 45 days later, you say, look out in the United States. We know that with a Texas freeze. We saw that coming. We saw the Christmas outbreak coming. I was simply timing these things up. Right. So we had another one in early to mid-January. And that's not why it got cold right now, because it takes a while to reverse the pattern. So you can see the pattern reversing over the next two weeks while it's warm. It's reversing in other areas. And so once we get to February 10th to about March 14th or 15th, and we got to hope that it's done before wrestling, because I don't want to have to focus on both the nationals. And this I told you that this morning. Amen. So that's coming. The MJO is coming. The teleconnections are all changed. It's like a it's like a, a not a grand planetary alignment. What the heck is Yeah. It's like everything is coming together for the perfect storm of severe winter weather for the United States from about February 10th on and it will be more centered in the east. All right. So we, we've seen we've seen winter coming. We haven't been. We just got above freezing today, I believe, the first time in ten days in State College. So we chopped away the warmth of uh, January quite a bit. So the is hitting, and I'm just. And the other thing is, for folks on the West Coast, look out! Here comes tomorrow. You guys are going to get blasted, and I brought up the year 1978 several times because this pattern has the same Madden-Julian oscillation as 78. And 78 was the year of those massive floods in Tucunda Canyon and all that other stuff in Los Angeles, and it's coming again. They are just going to get slammed in California. Day seven, what's today? Today is Monday. Next week and into the week after, California, the Warren Zevon song, uh, Desperados Under the Eaves, where he goes, if California should fall into the ocean like the mystics and statistics say it will. Classic line. I predict this hotel will be standing until I pay my bill. But, uh, <laughs> so, but the uh, God, this is Zivon, honey, why, God, why did you take Warren Zivon from me? Mm-hmm. But, but I'll have to figure that out later. But um, uh, in any case, California is going to get slammed, and uh, this is going to make news, and they're going to say it's climate change, atmospheric river, climate change. And I set the trap today uh, on Twitter. I said, here, I'm telling you right now what is going on. And when you open your mouth, right, because I get trolled all over the place, I'm coming after you and, and, to, to call you out. That how come you, how come you didn't tell me on December 12th how cold it was going to get? You know, it's like, it's like, a, uh, it's like the perfect, uh, you know, my, my dad used to tell this story about this guy at the racetrack. And he's always giving advice to everybody. It, it's a true story. He said, he's always drunk and giving it. Oh, okay. And after every race, no matter who won, he said, I told you, I told you. Right? He turned to everybody in the crowd and they're going, what are you, crazy? Like they've been throwing their tickets at him. You didn't say boo about this stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was a lot different from the Brockton Fair uh, racetrack than uh, what we've got going on here where these people come out of the woodworks. They got this guy, uh, what's his name, Paul Krugman? He's an economist for the... I have never seen someone that wrong about climate issues. And he doesn't get called on it. I mean, I see him say stuff from 25 years ago that have nothing to do with reality. All right? He just, he just made this tweet about, uh, you know, DeSantis being humiliated. Can you imagine a guy like Krugman that hasn't competed a day in his life? He married into money. Saying that about Ron is oh, uh, humiliated. The guy went out in the arena, took a shot. Right? It's kind
1: of hard to become president of the United States. You know, it's like one guy. Like, but even still, yeah, yeah, I know. But what you're that, saying. but
0: that, what I'm saying is, I don't like calling. out, But that's the kind of people that are doing this. That's the kind of one percent. What that, the
1: guys who uh, the guys who are born on third base and it sounds they act like they hit a triple. I, <laughs> that's what I. I never heard that one. I, I had a theology teacher who used to say that. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah. So, so we've got we've got all this going on. I'm sorry about, you know, but I, I I can't like. Okay, call out Carrie. Call out Greg. Yeah, you guys say stuff. I don't know how you live with yourself if you say stuff. Like when I'm wrong about something, I'm like, man, I'm wrong about that. Holy smokes, like that was a bust, right? And 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 what happens is. I I real time expose my thoughts. I don't sit there and wait till after the fact or say oh, we'll see or whatever like that. And, uh, like I'll say, well, we'll see if I'm right, but I've always made a stand on it first. I don't know. I don't know, f- folks, how the world got this way because oh, because you,
1: you get to just hide behind your phone and then people forget after 24 hours like it's not like you have to there are like people publicly debating anything things anymore people are first of all people are too cow like too much of a coward to come do that like you these people will never come publicly debate you but which is interesting because it seems like one side is always willing to debate and other sides are not ever willing to publicly debate and but if like these people would get absolutely demolished in a public setting where you don't get to hide behind your phone and delete tweets and you know google things like they're just not educated
0: that that would be a great see this is how america should be in my opinion let's have a public debate between rand paul and and uh and Fauci.
1: See, but Fauci
0: <laughs> wouldn't do it. Rand Paul would. Rand Paul would. Let's glad- say. So you got to be suspicious. Let's have up a. I mean, there was a local uh, uh, car agency over here, a, a car dealership. I'm not going to mention who it is, <clears throat> but uh, he said, "I'll give Penn State twenty thousand dollars to see you debate Michael Mann," and that never went anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, it would it, be a. It would be real. Uh, 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 we would have been really bad for Dr. Mann because he doesn't know what I know, but I know what, it's like I have the enemy's playbook in my hand. He's not my enemy, but I know what he's written. I read his stuff. And all. here's what I, I'm like, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. But the reason it's happening, I don't agree with in the least. And I have all these counter arguments to it. So he wouldn't be able—he he doesn't know the counter arguments. He doesn't know— Isn't
1: he going to have to publicly address—what's um, oh, his Oh, yes, name? Uh, the, the trial's going,
0: going on now, and Stein—if mm-hmm. you could listen to Stein's opening arguments, oh, my gosh. This is
1: the same Mark Stein that used to fill in for Rush, right?
0: Right. It's yeah. a, it's gosh, a, it's that's got
1: to be terrifying for Michael Mann. Good luck, buddy.
0: Uh, well, he's got four real high-powered lawyers, and mm-hmm. they're all being paid for by— from what I understand, that big rich guy out in California, mm-hmm. Tom which I don't understand some of these rich guys. The reason they're rich is because there's money available for people to pay for whatever company they're doing or built or made money on, right? So why would you not want people to have money? Or the other argument is that they want everybody to have some money so that people who have no money at all still have some money and they'll spend it. And other people that have more money won't have as much, but they'll still spend it. Uh, this whole, uh, you see what I'm saying? The whole, what's a, Pelosi was explaining it once. And I can actually see what you're talking about, you know, that eventually that money works its way back into the economy. Uh, but the fact of the matter is it takes away incentive and incentive is everything for people to advance. So, uh, you know, it, it keeps going, it keeps going around in circles and um, it's a fascinating situation. Now we got, we got, we got, we got to stop all this because I wrap it up. Wrap it up. But Penn State wrestling
1: looking ha- pretty decent. Ha-
0: can I ask a question? How, what is the record of for shutouts in a Big Ten season by any one Big Ten team? Although you know what's going to happen of uh, Big Ten opponents. Yeah, Big Ten opponents. I mean, that's a good question. Because I I'm mean, guessing it would be one of the Gable teams,
1: and my guess Gable? would be it's around three or four. But I I, I I'll have to look that up.
0: I'd have to see that because I don't. I don't. As dominant as Iowa was, everybody was still, you know, in the Big Ten was after their after their uh, tails, and you know there were a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. That's yeah, a, and
1: it's not like there's many. It's not like teams are weak this year. Like every team's got a couple of hammers on it. You know, yeah. it's not like it's just the Big Ten's weak and Penn State's just a super team. I mean, they are f- obviously like super. No, the team, Big Ten is a strong. Big Ten's strong. always. Yeah, that's like shutting out in the SEC is really hard. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, yeah, And uh, of course, Kale doesn't. I'm sure, Kale doesn't really care. You know, uh, uh, sure, uh, what doesn't. is what is encouraging to me is. I see that guy you know the the one thing that I was always good at was their second team guys mm. were always you know you were going to be in a war with them. And I remember they had one guy at one twenty five and I forget who he was, but he was what ranked year? uh back in the eighties he was mm-hmm. ranked number one, got hurt, and the backup came in and won the nationals
1: Well, right? it's like um uh, uh no, never mind, continue, continue.
0: no uh, so uh, I mean you always knew. That the guy was he had a lot of depth, and uh, you know it, it's kind of weird because uh, I I look at I look at the way wrestling is now, and I said, well, what if I was on the team now? I'd probably be second or third team or something like that, and I'd still wrestle twenty to twenty five matches one way or the other. When I was wrestling, if you wanted to go into a tournament, you that was completely independent. Mm-hmm. We did go in East Stroudsburg Open we had the easterns we had the dual meet season and that was it so there was no uh, you know uh, jv or freshman team or anything like that back then so you were you were desperate to get into the lineup you see a lot of times you come to a place like this and like when i first walked on i said if only i can make the team if only i Yeah can. that's more like gymnastics right. it's like
1: you're not going to compete anywhere else if you're not making the lineup in gymnastics you yeah, get the meets yeah, in that yeah, if you make right. the lineup
0: Right. So, uh, and then when uh, you know the day Coach Motter, you know gave me my locker in the locker room rather than you know just out with the general population, I said, "Okay, I stopped him. I I I spent so much time in prayer. Honest and goodness, <laughs> God, it, just let me wrestle one match, and I'll know anything in my life is possible." Right. <laughs> so so I you know and you know by by whatever way that's that 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 will work five. out. But I was desperate. I was. I would do. I. I tell. I told Cale and Casey. You know, one time I said I used to show up at weigh-ins, at, uh, when we had home matches from my junior year on, in case someone didn't make weight. Because in those days you couldn't. You had to be present at a weigh-in, to actually wrestle. Mm. Okay, so you couldn't go get someone across the street that uh, you know. <laughs> you had to pick someone out. So I was always like, oh. Man, maybe someone won't won't make weight. That's how bad I just wanted to be in the lineup. Once I got in the lineup, I said, "Well, you know, it would be pretty cool <laughs> if a, an unknown from New Jersey won nationals." Just, th- just think, Lord, all the things I could do for you. <laughs> like that's how I used to think. But now, sometimes I think you grow comfortable if you're one of these guys that you don't uh, know you're ever going to be in a lineup. Okay. But you're still just wrestling and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. Yeah, they get to wrestle a lot. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't know that uh, you don't just grow comfortable. But what I see now is, I see our our you know our second team guys are darn good. Our third team guys are darn good too. So I think that's a that's a. And I mean, you look at the. You can say this guy, that guy, this guy could transfer into another school. But, you know, we had a great wrestler here, and I, I love the kid, uh, Michael Beard, okay? And he's at Lehigh now. But I don't think he's any better. At le- he got any better at Lehigh. He may have never beaten Aaron out or whatever or going into the lineup here, but he would have been better. He probably would have been the number two guy in the country. It's almost like, you know, when you look at David well, Taylor. Well, that
1: was like... Um- like when like shaq and kassar, it's like oh, both these guys are so good at wrestling, you know what i mean yeah, like it's it's like the top two are on the same team like it seems like yeah so, it,
0: so. it's it's a fa- it's a fascinating uh it's a fascinating situation i mean we got a guy with uh, in the in well the, it just seems uh,
1: like they love it here then it's good yeah. that people love to be here
0: well you know you got a guy like uh, carter Storacci. he who he, uh, he's he is the example of why if you you know I, I, I'll tell you, okay. When COVID came along, I go, this is my chance now to do something about. Because I figured everybody, oh, I'm afraid of COVID. I'm not going to train as hard, right? Mm-hmm. So I go, not me. I'm going the other way, right? I, I you know, I threw. You saw how I threw myself in. I was in a show every month and going two, three, four, five classes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, to have a chance to do what no one else has done, and that's where Carter is right now. When you think about it. so you yeah, get no Aaron, Aaron Wait, What do you mean? Uh, if Aaron wins four, he's done. He's, Aaron uh, doesn't have a COVID year. Dever, Aaron, I uh, no, he does oh. not have a COVID year. But, but and it's a funny thing when COVID came along. I think it was Jake Varner said that uh, he thought Carter was going to win five. That's uh, C- Carter and uh, you know, um, Jake and uh, Casey. So Carter Storaci of Penn State has a chance to do something i mean to me if you won five national titles there's there's only one person that is on the top in college wrestling that's cale sanderson at 159 and 0 but if you won five national titles that might that might say hey well you know you talk in the same kind of situation uh, you know, about how, uh, being extreme.
1: You know what? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Well, no. The other thing I wanted to switch it into football
1: is. Wait. Before you switch it into football, I just want to point out, you know what would be crazy, though, this year. So we have Braden Davis is phenomenal. Brink's phenomenal. Yeah. Aaron and Carter. What if we had two true freshman national champs and two four-timers in the same year?
0: Well, no. That, it, that's I mean, that's that,
1: very conceivable. It
0: is. That's well, there's, awesome. ne- there's never been two four-timers.
1: I know, right? and that's all in the same lineup, and uh, true, two true freshmen. That yeah, I mean, banging. Uh,
0: the guy, every. But we guy, could talk
1: about. It. We could uh, double the length I, of this I, podcast.
0: I, on. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will say this: when I saw Messenbrink the first time, I said, and I saw when he broke in the lineup, and I saw what he was rated. I, I used to be the Penn State insider for uh, Scott Caspar. He'd have that wrestling show, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the first. Uh, I guess it was a. For the rankings came out, and the first thing I said was, they have no idea what they're talking about with Ed Ruth. They had him ranked 17th. I go, are you kidding Ed me? Ruth. Right? So Ed, Ed like Ruth, right? And three when three I three. saw Messenbrink, I said, said, said the same kind of thing about him. You know, you get an Energizer Bunny. You know what the, you know what the dream is to build an Energizer Bunny at heavyweight? <laughs> right that, that like have a guy, can you imagine a guy at heavy well, the closest thing to that is Kyle Snyder, obviously because he wrestles more like an overgrown lightweight, uh, you know pre- constant pressure, constant pressure, constant pressure. so uh, uh, so but the Messenbrink, I looked at him and I go, wow, and uh, you know so it's a very, very interesting team and it is an extreme event. I don't uh, think it's caused by climate change. Now <laughs> here is the question: Ravens or chiefs? Uh, 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 does anybody want to see Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl jumping up and down?
1: I don't mind Taylor Swift. I don't my people hate her so much. I don't hate her. But there's a lot of people who are uh, so uh, sick of her. And,
0: I, and, you know, as far as this, uh, Jason Kelsey up there, if you hadn't lost, you wouldn't be up there bare-chested. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, he looks like he's holding a little bit of water, too. But the, the, it, it's just kind of funny and and. You know, uh, mom. You know how mom is, right? Mm-hmm. Last night when he catches a touchdown pass and he does the he does the heart, she mm-hmm. goes, "What the heck is wrong with him?" I go, well, "I would have done the That's same." That's
1: romantic. I would.
0: I would have <laughs> done the exact. <laughs> if same. If someone did
1: that to me, I would swoon. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my "I would have
0: done the exact same <laughs> thing." In fact, I once I once got a barbershop quartet to serenade my wife before gymnastics meet on Valentine's Day. I mean Coaching, uh, right? Yeah, when she was coaching. Yeah, not and competing. I'm I'm going like holy smokes, you know, no wonder I you know, bring, Wish- bring stuff home and it didn't mean anything. <laughs> I, I thought okay. She's stone cold. I thought I I thought that was pretty cool last night when he did that. I thought mm-hmm. hey, you know what all right, I forgive you that you're making the vax commercials or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> Seems uh, like a
1: good boyfriend. I
0: wonder <laughs> if he actually got that vax.
1: Um yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know.
0: I think he did. It's a twenty million dollar question. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, well. all right. Well, we've exhausted this. All right. You got any questions, Jeff, about the I weather? I want to see more of Jason Kelsey. that's yeah, what I want to
1: see. <laughs> he was funny. I think that they're bringing funny films. Fun yeah,
0: all I was saying is. Okay, uh, apparently it doesn't hurt you that much that you moved your team to the Philippines and renamed them the Manila Folders. I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, the Eagles beat the Chiefs, right? The Eagles beat the Chiefs midseason on the road. And what the heck happened to them? All right? This mm. is why I don't pay attention Longevity. to Longevity. And by the you way, one more right thing. Time? I have not, since I tried to crash uh, Pat Craft's Christmas party, did I tell you that story? Uh, they were were having a huge Christmas party and I was so fired up and excited Uh, you know they they live in our neighborhood Uh, I was so fired up excited about him saying well I want to see Beaver Stadium open to more events right I just went over there and it was like you know the the more I think about it I told Casey about it he goes you didn't do that right I go I just couldn't help it because since the 1980s I've been saying the final preseason game between the Eagles and the Steelers should be played at Beaver Stadium. So uh, anyone listening to this podcast, that idea came from me. Now Joe, so Joe would never have that uh, done because Joe was like, oh no, no, it's just for our football team. But the Eagles and the Steelers every preseason, there's their final game when they before the final cuts, right? Right mm-hmm. here, and we should put a dome on it and call it the Beaver Dome. And we have, and the beaver tail extends down, and that's the park That's the ramp you can park cars up on the top. I've got this whole plan, you know, for the Beaver Dome. Wow! All right, all right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys <laughs> want to- simply
1: stunning. <laughs> you, you- <laughs> what is that from? That's from uh, Will Ferrell SNL. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but, like, celebrity, wow.
0: celebrity jeopardy. jeopardy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's funny. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a giant hat.
0: Turd. What's it's funny, it? What cause it's bigger it? than a Turd <laughs> Ferguson. Norm, yeah. Turd Ferguson.
1: <laughs> Rip. Norm McDonald.
0: All right. Well, Jeff held on. Uh, uh, <laughs> this here. is a
1: monologue uh, day. Yeah.
0: yeah. That was a good one, though.
1: <laughs> it was good. It was a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. I come in here. I go, what the heck am I going to talk about tonight? But you know, and I'm <laughs> always figure it out I, every I, time. I, I, I'm always drained when I come in because I, I usually lift at four thirty, quarter five in there, and you know. Uh, uh, I don't know, like, tonight I did uh, squat. They were really, really hard tonight. Like, hard. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I didn't anticipate them being that hard tonight because I had this whole scheme, and when I got out of there, I'm like, man, I'm tired. What, <laughs> What's going on? All right, well, I'll tell you what's going on. You're all tired. If anybody's still listening, guess what? Uh, you probably uh, want to listen to it again because you'll fall asleep uh, quicker that way. And uh, you guys sign off and then I'll sign off finally. Jesse. Bye. Jeff. Have a great week. Enjoy the wrestling. Mm. Enjoy the yeah, and, and enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.